Hello, and welcome to The Learning Project. I'm your host today, Stephanie Courtney. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Mary. She's gonna be telling about her family's unique story of IVF and infertility. You do not wanna miss this. Hey everybody, it's Stephanie from The Learning Project. You guys, I'm so excited, okay? So we have our next segment of Sending Strength and Love. You guys, I wanna thank you so much for joining in on this podcast, guys. I am just so excited because I have a very special guest. Her name is Mary. You guys, you are going to learn about her personal story, and I hope that it brings you strength and so much love, you guys. I want to welcome you, Mary. Thank you so much for being here on this segment of your personal story. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. So, so Mary, tell us, what is your words of encouragement as we begin your story to our listeners? So, It's definitely a long and hard, stressful process, but it's always going to be worth it in the end when you have that bundle of joy in your arms. So I think that my biggest words of encouragement is to never give up on this Mm. process. I've seen way too many women decide that this is just not for them. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe they're not meant to be a mother or maybe you're not meant to be a father, but everybody's meant to be a parent. And there are so many ways that you can achieve this. So don't give up on it and keep pushing and keep going forward with it. I love it. I love it. That You guys, we're seeing strength and love right now. We just got started with this podcast and I'm already excited. I'm already hyped. If you know someone that is really in need of this podcast, send it to them. You know, and a lot of times we think like, oh, well, if I'm not going through infertility, then this isn't for me. A lot of times there are a lot of people around us that are going through that and we need guidance. You know, how do we support people? How do we connect with people? And these podcasts really help you to get gain insight and really understand understand what can you do to connect. So Mary, what's your story? So my story is um, pretty unconventional. So I got married at 18, Mm -hmm. 21. We were really young and we just started our lives. And when we first started, you know, um, when we first got married, we decided we didn't want to have kids at that time because we weren't ready. It was just not the time. We wanted to be financially stable. And so we decided we were just not going to try until later on. Um, Really didn't think much of it. Three years later, we felt like, hey, let's just start the process. Mm -hmm. And you know, me, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe 21 at the time thinking I'm just fertile Myrtle and, you know, we're just going to get pregnant right away. And it's going to (laughs) be the easiest thing. Like I'm just, we're just going to do it and we're going to wake up in two weeks and we're going to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. Did not happen that way. Wow. Um, So that's three years of, by the way, no, nothing to prevent pregnancy, just not Mm -hmm. mentally trying. You know, like Mm -hmm. if it happens, it happens, but we're not really trying because we're not ready. So two years later, we're now five years into our marriage, no babies. Wow. Can I I just put a pin in what you're saying? You guys, so Mary just said something really, really common. Like I actually went through the same thing where I was like, oh, you know, if we have a baby, it's great. If not, it's okay. And we're not thinking anything of it. We actually thought we were like planning intimacy very good so we're like oh that's why we're not getting right and it's like you don't even think you know like hey maybe there's something wrong maybe that's why you're not getting pregnant after so long so long yeah yeah so i i started to get the i've always wanted a baby i've always wanted to be a mother i actually want a lot of kids like that's Mm -hmm. i just want to 
like a, a soccer team. Like I want, <laughs> I want a lot of kids. So, mm -hmm. you know, when we got to that point that we were trying and it was just not working, mm -hmm. I started to get into this really like this black hole. And I just felt like, what is happening? Like, what's wrong with me? I, I was going through, I have an autoimmune condition. So I just, I thought it was me. And, you know, you start to, to have all of these, you start, you start beating yourself up mentally and telling yeah. yourself like, what is wrong with you? What is happening? What could possibly be going wrong? I felt like everybody was getting pregnant around me. Oh. All of a sudden, I felt like everybody's having babies except me. Yeah. Um, every time somebody would get pregnant, I'd be so happy for them, but so sad for myself that I could yeah. not achieve that. Mm -hmm. And I just was just putting so much pressure on my husband to let's go to the doctor. Like there, this there's a problem. Yeah. And even if we don't get pregnant right away now, at least let's figure out the problem and get on mm -hmm. the path to fixing this problem. Mm -hmm. So. Obviously, I, in my, so I come from a different culture than. Mm -hmm. than for, those, for our listeners that can't see you, um, tell them like where you're from, your culture. So I'm like a Palestinian American. Um, my husband is Moroccan. And so we are, we have, we're, we're part of an Arab culture where nobody, it's really taboo to talk about infertility. And we yeah. also have most of our community it feels like has a lot of children and they're really fertile quotation marks mm -hmm. fertile but in reality a lot of us go through infertility but nobody really talks about it because oh my goodness it's a shame it's like a shame to talk about and we don't even really talk about sexual intercourse because yeah. that's also a shame so yep. i had nobody to talk to about it you know mm -hmm. and i felt like all of my cousins were just having babies and I, I felt like oh my everybody that I knew had so many my mom had six kids my uncle one of my uncles had 11 kids and it was just wow. everybody was, so we're, we were just different and weird yeah and so I had to go through that process alone and I couldn't tell anybody and um, I also experienced where family members would basically indicate that I had the problem Mm. You know, it's oh always the woman's fault, you know? Yes, it's, it's so true. It's so true. In like, our culture, they, they just automatically assume that, oh, she has a problem. Like, yeah, you know? and I just, I just have to jump in here because we talked a little bit about this in, during our, before the podcast began, and this is so common. And I was reading, like, especially with women of color, we do not have those conversations about infertility. And then when we are going through them, we're kind of like, whoa, like I didn't even know this was a thing. And I kind of was in the same predicament where everybody in my family has a lot of kids, you know, um, they were kind of like, what's going on with you? So you know, they can get yeah. married three months later, she's pregnant and yep. you know, yes. It's and then just, there's the conversation, are you doing it all right? Are you oh, putting no. your legs up? No. The best thing that I've ever heard, if you just relax and stop thinking about it, maybe <laughs> you can get pregnant. Yep. Um, um, girl. <laughs> That's like, I think that, I think that one of the biggest lessons people, even if you're not going through infertility, I think that people that don't go through infertility should especially listen listen to these types of podcasts and read these type like books and videos and all that because they can say some things that can really 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 hurt a person. Absolutely. Really hurt a person to the point where 
I might not even really talk to that person anymore because of how insensitive they were when I was going through this process. Yeah. I tell you a story. I had an aunt and I tell people, everybody the story because I'm blunt and I don't care. <laughs> I think that people should learn from other yeah. people's mistakes. And yeah. I visited my aunt in over, I visited her in Dubai, I was overseas and I, she sat me down in, in the kitchen away from everybody and she said, I, wanna, I just want to know why you haven't got pregnant yet. Mm. And we were about three, four years into our marriage and I said, God didn't give us a child yet. Hmm. And she said, oh, okay, you know, it will happen, it will happen. And then I, I got up and did some other things. We finished the trip. We were there for five weeks only to find out that she told the ent entire family that I had a problem and that I was can't have children oh and my, my brother was actually getting married at the time and she said because i can't have children he can't have children and she was trying to trying to mess oh. with that to her trying to mess with that relationship but it just if you're not informed about infertility and if you're not informed about that person's particular situation because every couple's infertility story is different yeah. and the reason that they're infertile is different than another person and yeah. Maybe something that works for you will not work for the other person. So don't assume and definitely, definitely don't talk about a person's relationship to other people. If Absolutely. I entrust you, if I entrust you and tell you that I'm going through a hard time with pregnancy or trying to get yeah. pregnant or miscarriages or whatever it is, take that, hold my hand through it and don't talk about it to anybody else because it's a sensitive topic, you know? Yeah, that was a gem, you guys. Like, Mary just dropped the gem. If you did not catch that, I want you to replay this and absolutely listen to that. That is such good work. Such good work. Yeah, so I, I think it's so important. And that's something that I always stress about on my TikTok videos. Is don't ask people when they're going to get pregnant. Don't ask them what is their problem, what's happening, what's wrong with you guys. Yeah. If you just relax, maybe it'll happen. If you just do this, just, trust me, we've tried everything. Mm -hmm. We've tried everything, okay? We've spent money, we've tried everything, we've asked, we've read, we've watched videos, we've done everything. Yeah. So just just be there for me emotionally. Yeah. Just yeah. be there for me emotionally, because trust me, I've done my research and I've tried mm -hmm. every single thing that you're about to tell me. Yeah. So, you know, it's just um, something that people should be aware of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're, you're in this process in three or three years, you know, what is your guys's next part of your journey? So, look like? so we decided, so it's been at this point, almost five years and we decided we were just going to go to the fertility specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, I went there and he said, so it's basically easier to kind of do some testing on your husband first so that we can rule him out because there's okay. really only one test that they do on the man at first you know oh. which is basically they just get the sperm sample from the man right and mm -hmm. he said i'm just gonna go through that first with your husband and if he checks out then we'll go through your process because for a woman they go through so many different tests and lab work and everything to try yes. to figure out what is the issue yes so luckily we found out that he had the issue um mm. at the first test that he the first test that he did we already knew what was wrong and we wow. were given Basically, it's almost impossible for us to get pregnant naturally. Wow. Yeah, so there was really no chance unless we did IVF. Mm -hmm. Even IUI was out of the question. Wow. And, and I've done IUI, for those that are going to listen to the story later, I've done IUI four times. And, you know, it's, 
it's like a really small chance that things could actually work. It's like yeah. 15 percent. So yeah. So they basically are saying, don't waste your. Well, I went to a really good, really, really, really good fertility specialist, and I've talked to so many women after I've, you know, talked about it on social media. I've had a lot of women reach out to me, and I'm like, why are they not testing your husband first? Mm-hmm. Or even if you have a problem, even I don't yeah. even want to call it a problem because it's not a problem. Even if yeah. you have something that's going on they should also check your husband because that's also something that can contribute that they can that can kind of increase your chances once he's once they're able to figure out what's happening with him maybe they can give him some medication give Mm -hmm. you some medication and even increase the chances yeah so um i'm really thankful for my fertility specialist for doing that because once we found out that we were able to just start saying okay let's go for ivf Mm -hmm. and I, I said, I'm not waiting any longer. Like I, I need a baby and yeah. I'm ready to start. And we just started. I mean, as soon as we found out within a month, we were already on the track to do an IVF. Wow. And um, we just took it seriously because I knew that I couldn't last any longer without having kids. It was just too, it was just too hard for me. Yeah. You knew it was time. You knew it was time. You knew like I knew it was time, and I just knew that if we don't do it now and we keep putting it off, I might end up. It just—it was just hard on our relationship altogether. I felt like it was just stressful on our relationship, and I said, "Look, if yeah. we can afford it now, I'm—I'm I'm so thankful that we were able to work all those years and save up our money." And yeah. So when I tell you that God has planned for everything. If we were going to force this process, maybe two years prior, we wouldn't have even been able to like afford it, probably been mentally prepared for it. Yeah. I wouldn't have my degree by that time. I, I finished my degree once I had my twin, so I only had a year left. And um, just my education and thought process, I was prepared for kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And if it was just three, two to three years before that, I would not have been ready. And that's wow. why I always say, just be patient through the process because God does everything for a reason. Absolutely. Maybe you think, maybe you think you're ready now, but God doesn't, God's saying, you know, hold on, just wait yeah. a little bit longer, wait a little bit longer, you know? Oh my and goodness. So, yeah. yeah. And so we got really, we really, we're really blessed and it just worked the first time mm-hmm. and we had twins out of that mm. and um, I couldn't believe it because I just, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I, we were talking about it earlier. It's just like you, you go through that process for so long and so many negative pregnancy tests. Mm-hmm. I never, I've never been pregnant before at this point. I never been pregnant and had a miscarriage or anything like that. So I never had a positive pregnancy, pregnancy test. Wow. But I mean, I felt it as soon as, as soon as those embryos implanted, I, I knew it. Wow. I, mean, I felt it. It hit my body. I, I, it just, I could, I could feel it. Yeah. But yeah. I was, I was denying that I had twins. I didn't, I didn't think I had twins. <laughs> my husband was like, it's definitely twins, and because we put two embryos back, and I just, I was like, no, there's no way. Until I saw them on the screen, and I was like, there's no way. Oh my goodness. So did you have like two boys, two girls, a boy and a I had girl? A boy and a girl first. Um. It was really great. I mean, it was a, a wonderful pregnancy. A yeah. wonderful pregnancy. It was, I was so glowy. I just, I couldn't believe that I was pregnant, that I, I just wanted to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And 
you don't even like to tell people in the beginning because you're so scared. Because you're like, I don't know, what if something bad happens? What if, but I don't know, from my experience, I feel like if, tell the ones you love because yeah. they get so excited for you that it just yeah. makes the process even more fun and enjoyable. Absolutely, absolutely. What were some of the challenges that you and your husband faced and what did you guys do to overcome them? Because a lot of people don't understand, like when you're going through infertility, it changes every single aspect of your marriage to me. Like it just, you know, it really can put a strain on it. And you just like, you're looking at so many different things. I remember like having the discussion with my husband, like if I can't have kids, you know, I don't want you to have to just feel like you have to stay with me. Um, you know, it's okay for you to want to leave, you know? And he was like, I will never leave you. He was like, I would never do that. You know, I will like whatever way we want to have a family or wherever way God has us to have a family. That's the way we're going to have our family. And there's, that's what's going to be, you know, I'm never going to leave you. And so, you know, that is a huge, huge conversation in a lot of people's, um, dialogue when you're going through this with your spouse it's so hard um and so for you what were if you want to you can share um what were some of your challenges in your marriage and then what did you guys do to like actually overcome that so that was definitely a big issue for us because it it does cross the person's mind so you it does cross your mind that you think well maybe if i would have been with somebody else maybe I would have probably already had two kids by now and I would have mm -hmm. been living my life. But I think that it just tests how strong your relationship is and how strong yes. your love is. Yeah. And if anything, it brought us closer. If anything, the whole process just, I just feel like it made us so much stronger. Mm. And going through something like that, if your spouse is going through that with you and has supported you every step of the way, they're definitely the one. Like, yeah, they're not going anywhere after you go through infertility. <laughs> like, they're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere because yeah. it is such, a, it puts such a strain on your marriage. And, you know, every time somebody would make, you know, a pregnancy announcement, although we would be so happy for that couple, it was just yeah. so hard on us emotionally. Yeah. And so, um, that was the hard, the hardest part was really just trying to keep our relationship together. Really, it was just trying to be there and like support each other through the whole thing. And then to, to basically overcome it, we just really, we just put our trust in God. We just yeah. said, look, we really could only do so much. Yeah. And there's only, like, our hands are tied because God is the one that blesses you with the baby. Yep. There's nothing you really can do other than do your research, put a little bit of science in there and hope it helps. But at the end of yeah. the day, God is the one that's going to do that for you. You really can't do much. Yeah. You really can't do much. And so once we accepted that fact, it just made things a lot easier and we just mm -hmm. waited for our time. Oh man, that, uh, you know, I'm so glad that we're having these conversations because October, you guys, is um, National Infertility and Pregnancy Awareness Month. And there and there's other things that are going on in October too. But, you know, bringing light to this is extremely important because there's so many people that suffer in silence. And I love that you talked about how it actually brought you guys closer together, you know? Mm -hmm. um, in some of our podcasts, we've talked about how it built a wedge, you know? Um, we've also talked about how, you know, infertility built a wedge between people's spiritual life, you know? And they're just like, you know, 
did I do something? Am I cursed? You know, and that's just like a big thing too, you know, when we're dealing with the history of women, you know, most of the time in these history books, they have been always said, like, you don't, you can't have a baby, you're cursed, you know? Um, and that is a huge thing. But, you know, when you're talking about male infertility, this is something that's really a new conversation mm -hmm. and you know we put so much emphasis on women's health mm -hmm. we do not put enough emphasis on oh, men's yeah. health mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's almost like it's almost like we're we're setting so many pieces up for failure because we're not being transparent about right. those pieces right 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 that's exactly right and so um that's just that's why i told you that my story is just unconventional because it was it was my husband that had, um, you know, just a, a medical, whatever it was, it was a medical, basically a medical diagnosis that affected our fertility. And mm -hmm. that's normally, it is the case, but nobody talks about it. Absolutely. And I, Absolutely. I, and he, and I'm so happy that he allows me to just talk about this with people and he doesn't mind because he says, I mean, if it helps at least one couple. Yes. Get the courage to go to the doctor and just check out their partner and themselves then i'm willing um, i want you to tell the story mm. you know just one couple just one yeah. because yeah. it's it, i just feel like no other i just feel like you should not go through this alone yeah. and i think that if i can tell my story and it help a little bit then and and help you at least you know internally emotionally feel like okay well if she went through this and they got through it then i can too Yep. yep. And I think my biggest advice to couples is, look, you married your partner for a reason, not because you're going to have kids with them, because you yes. love them. Uh, having kids is just the cherry on top. Yep. And so if you're gonna do, if you're gonna make that as a condition to stay with that person, there's a problem. Absolutely. You need Absolutely. to start. You need to start there's a there's other issues so that's not the reason that you want to stay with your partner is to have kids you want to stay with them because you're, you're you love them and you yes. want to build a life with them and know that there are so many other options to have kids there are so many yes. kids that are in need of parents and you don't necessarily have to have them the you know you don't have to necessarily mm -hmm. be the biological parents now yep. for me and my culture and my religion and any muslims muslims that are listening in we have our our situation is completely different so mm -hmm. we're not we're not we can't use you know uh donated embryos That's oh wow we cannot okay. use donated sperm or eggs and so we also cannot legally adopt a child really so it makes things so hard for us because we don't have other options, options. wow i didn't know that mary we can't even do surrogacy either. Wow. Yeah. So I think that there are arguments both ways when it comes to stuff like that. And if I was, you know, it was it was just hard because you, you feel like this is the only way. And I've seen I've seen couples go through this wow. the, the whole marriage because they don't have another option, you know? Wow. And so wow. it was really IVF for us or, or we didn't have many options, but I was willing to I was willing to still take in a child, even if I don't legally adopt them, I was going to find my way around it. Wow. So, that is a huge, you just hit something so huge that I have never even heard of, mm -hmm. which is 
for people that are from different cultures, they may not actually have the options that we yes. do. You so, know, maybe other people do, you know? And yeah, I didn't... So, so know that you are incredibly blessed to have that option. Um, yeah. All, or these options, you know, yeah. you have several options. And that's why I always tell other couples just don't give up. Even people in my culture, in the Arab culture, Muslims, I think that there are so many, there are so many, there's still so many options for us as well. Yeah, yeah. I think um, sky's the limit. You just have to, you have to use your imagination. Yeah. Stop absolutely. thinking one-sided, stop thinking one way, and stop thinking this is the only way. Hmm. It technically, it technically, we are very limited, but at the same time, prayer gets you through. I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think I prayed in my life more than I prayed when I was going through my infertility journey. Mm. Wow. I wow. think that I asked, and I don't even, I don't know, I don't know why I'm making this so, I'm, I'm not even really that religious, honestly, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think that no, we're like this topic. I just start talking about God because I I prayed so hard and I and I asked God I said please if there's something that you're going to not give me please don't let it be this. Mm. Let it be anything else in life, but don't let it be this. And so I what? think that if you're going to have make any relationship stronger during this time, use your spirituality in whatever religion that you practice. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be to a certain. It doesn't have to be to God. It doesn't have to be just yeah just spiritual in that moment, and also have your partner and confide in them and don't make this you know don't take it out on them but instead hold their hand through it and yeah. and and be there for each other be each other's rock because yes we go through this with you it's going to be your partner and so oh my goodness this is so good you guys i'm like i'm so encouraged today like by this conversation mary like you don't even know like you guys Happy. if you know someone that needs this podcast right now you know don't send them flowers don't send them roses send them this podcast let it feed their soul their mind their spirit you know and i i love what you're talking about right now because every single person has talked about some type of spirituality and getting centered and really praying and meditating because if you do not get yourself in that right headspace you are allowing your baby to come into your womb that is yes. really like just yes. destructive and damaged yes. and all I've kinds seen, of things i've seen way too many women throw the put themselves in such a black hole that by the time they got pregnant they couldn't even enjoy it anymore because they yeah. just they pushed themselves down so much and yeah. i just refused to not enjoy my pregnancy because of this I was, I remember throwing up all the way, I had morning sickness or all day sickness, <laughs> all the way to my fifth month of pregnancy. And I kept telling people, this is the best pregnancy ever. <laughs> you know? I still say it. I still say that my pregnancy was amazing. And they were like, um, honey, you are sick half of the pregnancy. And I say, you know what? I'm so lucky to even be pregnant, let alone with twins. And so I just felt like it was the best time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Best time of my life. What have you learned about yourself now that you have your little ones as a mother? Like, what what have you learned about yourself, and what do you tell other women that are 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 moms, you know, and or they're becoming moms? I learned that I'm so strong. Hmm. I learned that I can go through anything. I went through two cycles of IVF. So the first one I had twins, and the second one I had my third. 
and I did it all while working and I did it all while going to school and I've been pregnant through school and and done a lot of things by myself and I just realized that I'm so strong and I think us as women and us as moms are so incredibly strong and I think that we can go through anything Wow. still come up with a smile on our face and a ball of energy and positivity and I think that you are so strong for going through this. I think every woman is very strong and I think all the men are strong for going through this as well because this can be such a hard process on the man as well and I think we forget that. I think that we 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 think because we're so emotional that it's just hard on us and the man doesn't care but in fact he does care they just don't know how to show it. Yeah. yeah. And so we have to remember that it's hard on your it's hard on your male partner too. Hmm. And um but at the same time it makes you so strong in the end and then you just you enjoy your children and then after that nothing bothers you anymore. Nobody can tell you anything that can phase you at that point because when, uh, couples that've been through infertility have just been through it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. nobody cares anymore you don't care anymore it's just it's so impressive to me how much somebody can tell me and not hurt my feelings yeah i'm I'm like honey i went through two rounds of ivf there's nothing in this world that you can tell me that can knock me down i know that's right i know that's right mary it's true it's true you know and i think one of the things that i have learned through my journey is to you get to know yourself in a whole different way. You know what I mean? I think when we see the ideal of what womanhood is, you know, we see one direction. And that's why it's really important for me to share as many stories as possible because I want this other side of womanhood to be seen. You know what I mean? Um, You know, when whether you're dealing with infertility or your husband's dealing with infertility, you have got to really learn how to embrace the journey together and be a, a supportive um, team, you know? And that is, is very hard, especially when we get caught up in our own emotions and our own feelings and our own thoughts. Um, there are so many pieces to this and so many layers to this, but we can't forget the importance of, you know, this is a piece of the journey. This is not the end of the story, exactly. even though it feels like the period at exactly. the end of the sentence. Exactly. This is just something that, this is just a phase in our lives that we're going through, will go through, and that's it. It's it's yeah. it's not your entire life. Yeah. It's just yeah. something that we're going through because God chose us, hmm. and the reason that we were chosen is because God tests the ones he loves. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it just it's just something that you have to go through, and... You're just going to be stronger. And I, I'm thankful that I went through this process because I have been able to endure so much afterwards um, that I feel like a lot of people that I know can't. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. This has been so amazing, Mary. Um, tell us what's the one last thing you want our listeners to hear before we end this podcast? Well, I just want you guys to know that you're definitely not alone. There's so many of us going through the exact same thing. Um, I just, you're not weird. You don't have a problem. You are really, really strong. And 
I want to, I, I hope that you guys can reach out to even me and confide in me and talk to me about your process, any questions you may have. And you are going to come out of this stronger than ever. And utilize every single option that you have. And don't give up on it. You're meant to be a parent. If you if you are if you are hurting about this process, then you're definitely meant to be a parent and you deserve to be. So don't give up on it. I love it. You guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Sending Strength and Love, you guys. This has been an amazing podcast. So, but don't worry if you have questions for Mary. Her information is going to be right below this podcast, you guys. I want you to just, you know, enjoy this conversation. Listen to this conversation. Let it renew your mind, your soul, your body, your spirit, you guys. And don't lose hope. Thank you so much again for listening. Until next time, you guys. I will see you soon here at The Learning Project.